0: Hey, listener. This next audio that you're going to hear is from a joint podcast I did with the Dead Men Walking podcast. These two dudes are hilarious. They're awesome. And I love their heart for the Lord and to see his truth win out in the American church. Uh, go follow them on Instagram and follow their podcasts. And they make really funny reformed memes too, if you like that kind of stuff. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you guys for listening. You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast. Follow on Instagram, support financially through buymeacoffee.com, and subscribe to the only podcast that unpacks the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. was drawing the Their hair isn't right. Why'd you yeah. draw my beard like that, Lucy? Why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah. Why'd you do that? That's not how it looks. That's not how a beard oh, looks. No so snack for you.
1: So you're particular <laughs> and insecure,
2: just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like a musician. <laughs> yeah, All yeah, right.
1: yeah, yeah,
2: right. And he is an artist. I am. Great. He is an artist. Yeah, hey, there These you are go. people. You, you pay yeah, right? me in the first we're, few minutes. It was the, that easy. We're the same.
0: It's okay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Okay. So how about this? For my listeners who might not know you, obviously, I'm going to tell them, you know, subscribe to your podcast, follow yeah. you guys on Instagram, that kind of thing. But we're like, how did one, how did you get into podcasting and two, why? Like, where's the music? Because you guys said you used to lead music. So what happened to that? Where was the switch? Did you, was there a switch?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Yeah. Well, so the podcast (laughs) came about because uh, of COVID. And I, and I had been thinking about doing a podcast uh-huh. for quite a long time because I realized after 10 years on social media, uh, nothing has ever won on a Facebook uh, argument. Oh, uh, well,
0: I beg to differ. I have Jason's, a one, of of Jason's <laughs> one of you. Jason's one of you. As you say that, that's literally yeah. the person who never wins an argument on Facebook. Right, right. Well, right. I beg to differ. Yeah, yeah, right, hey, right, how right. did you get off my stupid post about yeah, yeah. fruit or,
2: or vegetables? Get right. out of here. It's not woke. Yeah. Okay, vegan.
1: So in April of uh, <laughs> <Not> 2020, <laughs> We, uh, we launched and, uh, and, and it was funny because in my mind, I had an idea of like what it was going to be. And then Jason was my first guest. And I was like, that went really well. So I called him up <laughs> like two days later. I was like, why don't you just come on <laughs> with me co-host? And he's, me like, yeah. and he's like, I don't do anything like that. Absolutely not. But yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Was one Sounds of those like guys. a horrible idea. <laughs> horrible. Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, those are the best ideas. And, they have no it, merit, but they work. Right, right. Kind
1: of took off from there. And then we have like... Uh, you you know, we do some music on the on the program that Jason will play the guitar, and we do mm. some drops and our intros Ooh. and and uh, the book suggestion intros. We do that yeah. kind of stuff, and we've been rolling around doing a little more music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason's uh, I'm kind of taking a break from our worship team, but Jason's yeah. playing music in church. Yep, and, nice. Uh, He's an international touring musician, went all over the world, did really well with his band and his BC. Well, I don't know if they are they official BC before Christ days or just like uh, no, uh, no, no, this was a, this was all. Oh, Didn't want no, 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 We
2: did, we did, but you, you were st- we had Christ lyrics, okay, and then okay. we went into the backsliding,
0: okay, and right. then uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. wait. So, what was your band? Uh, we were called
2: Scratch Track, so it was a okay. uh, it yeah, I was on acoustic guitar playing uh, riff based um, yeah, yeah, guitar parts, and then there were two guys that beatboxed. And then there was harmonies, um, hip hop, gospel. It was it was really cool. It's on iTunes and you know, everywhere it has Spotify or whatever. Go or buy what it. Yeah, scratch yeah. track. So yeah. you can make scratch track. track,
0: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, I don't even think we get eighteen. It's cents. best <laughs> it's described as an acoustic cents. hip-hop soul band that formed in Tennessee in two thousand. Yeah. Oh, us. he's Googling, he's Googling us. The group is composed of vocal beatboxer DJ Lee yep. and guitarist <laughs> Jason Hamlin. Yeah, there he is. Yeah,
2: yeah. There was there was two of us after four or five years or something like that. But yeah, yeah.
0: So. Bro. Yeah. right. You're big time. It's now, well, <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to, to Don't mean to brag. But. Uh, you have a YouTube, you have a Google search. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like that comes up. Okay. Really? Yeah. That's funny. I have
2: not been on there um, in a long time. I mean, I, you know, here and there, I'm like, man, I remember this one song
1: we used to play. Oh yeah, we wrote it. That's cool. That was a good tune. <laughs> there you go. here, here, See, here's, here's what's funny really quick too. I just want to interject this. This is what makes this so handy. He has toured and any musician that's toured from a long time will understand this every single person that we've had on as a guest and we've had over 80 guests on they will say where they're from and he'll go oh that little bar right there on second street where they play (laughs) the honky-tonk and they're like yeah how (laughs) do you know like he knows every spot (laughs) in the united states
0: icebreaker and cred yes oh
1: instant cred they're like whoa (laughs) it is pretty
2: crazy how many different colleges we played in small podunk towns i mean across the across the well, the U.S. pretty much. But and in Europe, those were more uh, at uh, uh, venues and bars and whatnot. Yeah. But, and Japan, the okay. same. But anyway... So-
0: so I'm, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm getting the dead men walking. I'm really, I'm getting a, an international music star on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, sure, the dead men walking is just no. kind of nice. Advertise <laughs> it yeah, that right. way. Yeah,
1: yeah please. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, Greg is
2: a uh, commissioner, a county commissioner. That's what needs to be said for sure. No, don't be <laughs> no. told.
1: What? No, so, yeah, okay. no, yeah, so we, I we got a lot to this story we got a lot right <laughs> going on. Yeah, you know, uh, but uh, so my music thing was, uh, you know, was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. I wanted to learn drums. My dad said, no you got to learn piano did that for eight years uh, then got a little older and said okay buy me my drums he's like you're old enough to buy your own now so he got, got me on that one <laughs> right. bought a set abusive. of drums and uh, basically just focused on piano and drums are my two when I'm in a rowdy mood I'll play some drums when I'm in a worshipful mood I'll sit down mm. and play some hymns. You'll just
0: sit on the one and four <laughs> the, sit yeah. on the
1: one and four yeah
0: <laughs> you're like oh yeah, I want to feel it right now and uh, <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Always been always been part of my life. Uh, Jason is much more talented though in the music. No way man
2: He's it, he's led he, he leads worship no no. he like leads worship you know like and that's a skill that really is (laughs) this is this is making me uncomfortable i can't no
0: (laughs) good i mean it really is is where we need to sit in this podcast like
2: think about it i mean like the guy that's leading an entire Mm -hmm. congregation no Mm -hmm. matter no matter if it's five people out there or if there's you know 500 it's it's a really hard thing to do and you definitely have to be uh Prepared yeah, for that role. Well, I,
1: I will say this: I've had people come up to me and say that was different, and it's like because I really that was don't, different. It was different, and I, and they say that just because. You know, when you're in a kind of emerging church or you're kind of yeah. in, a, in something where it's like production based, like you were saying, yeah. Joel, yeah. Uh, uh, before we got started, mm-hmm. um, it's it's very like that guy that's at the front or that woman that's at the front is kind of the center and leading everything. Yep. And mine was always very much more like, "Let's hey, do this together." Jason's going to mm-hmm. worship on the guitar now, or hey, yeah. it's going to be very much more corporate. I like to hear yeah. the Amen. body sing, oh, and I think gosh. we're going to get into this a little bit. Yeah, but it, what what drives me crazy is when I can hear just maybe one or two voices, and it's being led and it's not corporate. Yeah. Nope. Um it's it's such a good thing to hear the voices of you know 50, 100, 200 of your brothers oh, yeah. and sisters yep. worshiping with Agreed. you. And that's kind of where uh kind of where I was when when I did have the opportunity to lead.
0: Yeah. I always I I, when I was training or like mentoring worship leaders, I always told them it's and it's the same thing when it comes to songwriting. And I don't know if Jason you ever heard this. Um I think Taylor Swift said it at one point she said if you can't do your song on an acoustic guitar and just singing yeah. then it's not a good song. Like if you can't convey this song on an acoustic car, guitar and just singing, then it's not a good song. And I think it's the same thing with leading worship. Like if you can't lead a congregation in worship with just you and your instrument, mm-hmm. then you're not a good worship leader because you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be, you shouldn't need all the stuff to need, be able to lead yeah. five or a thousand people. Mm-hmm. And I would always tell people and they'd be like, wouldn't you be nervous if you led like 10,000? I'm like, no, because it's not about the number. It's right. about what you're doing it for. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought the Lord ever gave me that opportunity, but like, it's just, it's the, the reason, like you guys said, it's not about being the, the person on stage uh, where all the attention's on. And it, it drives me nuts. It really does when I was ever looking at churches when we were kind of moving. And I never I saw them give the opportunity for the congregation to sing. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to just stop singing, right? Because there are people, I will say, like I've been on all the sides. I've led, led all the different types of denominations of churches, uh, different types of services. And I get it. There are people... Who just are nervous, right? I mean, and you've and you've got people within, you know, like let's say our more reformed churches, reformed Baptist churches, Presbyterian churches, who also sing "Come to the Fountain," and don't sing the uh, sing, call for songs of loudest praise, and they sing it like they're like two DBs. They don't know how to sing a loudest praise, but they they're just nervous or they're not used to singing with more, you know, gusto and more uh, fervor. And so when you pull off of the mic, instantly they clam up and you know they don't want to sing. So there's, but you have to train your church. To be a singing church you don't just say oh well, they don't like to sing and then that's it because that's yeah. what happens yeah. I mean, how many worship leaders have you talked to that you know right well they don't sing when we do it consequently
1: the two dbs also a name we considered for this podcast yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Two
2: DBs.
0: Well, I love that you guys like that's how you guys uh, ended up. I think that's so cool that you guys did. You know, so Jason, you you were a guest, and then yeah. you guys were just like, actually, this is really good. Yeah. I don't know if you found that in your your podcast. Uh, I think it's the same thing too. I I think people enjoy podcasts more when there is more than one person. I unless do. you're like this expert, but even Joe Rogan has, you know, right. Uh, guests Guess on every on. week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because people listen, not only for you, but they also want to hear the other perspective. And then, you know, they want to hear your banter with them. You want to, they want to hear how you, you know, get along and, and talk and what right. you guys do.
1: So yeah. The interaction. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Definitely.
2: Yeah. I, I was just going to go back to the, to the uh, worship um, section that we were just in, but I just remember at fight, laugh feast. I mean, it was so cool when, we sang a mighty fortress is our God, and it was just like mm-hmm. all the voices. I mean, the 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 music leader would would start it in the microphone just to get everybody started, and then yep. he would back away, and everybody would just sing. And and they were they, we were singing psalms, we were singing a lot of different. Yeah, it was uh, too, yeah. yeah tunes but man it was no. it was so fun well, um yeah and, and, to, you know.
1: and, and to piggyback on uh um, joel's point mm-hmm. uh, what, what was his name because we had him on the podcast the music director. Aaron Aaron Schnell Aaron Schnell yeah. he's an he's, he's my name guy too hey. <laughs> I can't remember a name to save yeah. my life uh but he would do something Same. too, to where you were just saying, you know, you have to teach your congregation to sing. And it's like we would have a thousand yep. people, and he would go, okay, uh, everyone who kind of has a lower voice, sing mm-hmm. this. And yeah. they would sing. He and they go, in this section, sing that. And, he, yep. and within oh, that five awesome. minutes, we had three parts of a thousand people who had just the music and you know the, the words in front of mm-hmm. them and yep. it sounded glorious was yeah. it professional was, was they going to go pay $200 and hear it in an right, orchestra right. or you yeah. know what? no yeah. but it's but not what it's about it's not oh, what it's man. about it sounded beautiful it was, it was awesome. giving glory to God and it goes, yeah, that's all it takes. So it goes back to your point, Joel, too, to where it's like, you just can't get up there and be like, oh, I guess they don't sing. It's like you have to do a little bit as the leader, but uh-huh. you also expect a little bit from the congregation. Right. You know what they're, yeah. they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and they, you want, and they usually
0: people. want to participate in something. Exactly. Like, you know? Well, it, it, it comes back to literally what, we're, so what you just said. So you boil it down to its basic thing. That takes time. Mm-hmm. And if time is precious to your production on a Sunday, mm-hmm. you're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if if time is precious to your production on a Sunday, you're like, well, we don't have the time Mm -hmm. to train our church a little bit more, right? Or 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 do another song or do the same song again next week so they're more comfortable or or minimize right our our the song sets that we have in the sense of we're not just singing a new song every week, but we're really training our congregation to learn the songs and learn the hymns and the Psalter and, and anything, right? Yeah. But if you don't think you know, if you think it's a waste of time, well, yeah, you're never going to do it. I, I remember, have you guys ever gone to T4G at all?
1: Uh-uh. No, we haven't. Uh-uh.
0: So if you like Fight, Laugh, Feast, for the, you know, obviously other things from Fight, Laugh, Feast, but the singing at T4G is unparalleled because, so you guys know Bob Coughlin from Sovereign Grace, right? Mm-hmm. So he, I'm for, I guess, I'm trying to remember how long, he's been doing it a long time and he's in his 70s. Yeah, his, his he's, son, he's up there. His
1: son, Devin, I think is going to be on the podcast next month. We saw him oh. at G3, but yeah.
0: Yes, Awesome. So, so uh, Bob will lead the music and he'll lead it from the piano and that will be it. And there's like 14,000 people. Wow. So just imagine that fight awesome. left feast time, 14,000. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. what it is. I mean, you're hearing people, pastors from all over the world and country singing a mighty fortress. All I have is Christ. Yeah. Um, come now found, you know, it is well. Um, a bunch of like, just amazing hymns that, you know, have enriched our faith as we've just been, you know, even as worship leaders or people leading worship or playing worship music, right? Yeah. Hymns that you would just enjoy. And then hearing a bunch of people sing them. And like you said, sing them out, right? Not just, yeah, just not just singing them, sing them out. And then you naturally with 14,000 people, you're going to have multiple parts. So it's really yeah, cool yeah. when you hear like, 14,000 people and you've got the melody and a harmony going right. oh it's amazing that's awesome also kudos to you to get Devin on the podcast
1: yeah no it should be good we just emailed him last week and he was like yeah let's do it and we, we, sometimes we get in these grooves where we talk about the same thing though yeah yeah with the same guests, and yeah. we're like D- does our audience want to hear a right. night <laughs> podcast on worship music right. you know what I mean
2: <laughs> yeah we, we've done like five or six <laughs> well, we, what should episodes? we talk about
0: it? let's change it up yeah right oh no 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, we're not saying hey, that no, because no. Of tonight we're on <laughs> yours we're on yours okay. I keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting that I'm supposed to be driving this conversation. Right. Because I'm enjoying just talking. I'm uh, like, my people aren't going to listen to this podcast. They're like, what are you no, they totally will.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It oh, we'll, we'll use okay. it on both ends. How yeah, about that? for sure. You get a twofer out of it. Yeah. There right. we
0: go. <laughs> well, and I, I really appreciate though. I love that you guys, you, you care about theology and you, you guys do it. And what's a really fun, cool way it is you know, obviously through memes, right? That's some way you can enjoy But I, I love that you guys have targeted guests on, Mm -hmm. um, where you talk about specific doctrinal, um, I think tent poles of, of what could be issues in our culture right now, things where we're, we're not landing on. I mean, you look at, I I think about what's just, I mean, obviously, you know, what's going on in our culture and how crazy it is right now. Mm -hmm. And I always just go back to, like, I talked about this last week on my podcast, um, or not last week, but I talked about, this is my father's world. And I talked about how that, that him is more about the supremacy and the sovereignty of God, right? Not about like, Oh, you know, he reigns. So I don't have to be sad. Right. Which everyone just focuses on the last stanza. But the first two are, like, he's literally the one who owns and made everything. Yeah. So you have no, like you have no ground to stand on when it comes to talking about what you think yeah. the law of nature should be, what you think, whatever human rights should be, right. You just, you don't get to be a part of the discussion right? Yeah. when it comes to setting the stage. And, and I think we, we miss that in music because we've, we in even in like i think even in reformed places like we we get camped i think we get we either get we're on our bethel elevation hill song side ccm super contemporary simple there's no there's tons of ambiguity you don't know what the heck you're singing half the time and then you know exactly what you're singing and it's incredibly verbose and incredibly uh theologically rich and deep with with more of the reform side right which i love i love to write both types of songs um but the problem though is it's like one of the cool things about hymns back in the day was they were written and they were kind of culturally sensitive in that sense, right? They were written by people who were living in the times and then they stole melodies from bar songs. So that's, sure. you. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, like they stole bar songs to take that. And so it was, everything was culturally culturally relevant because it was true and it was from the Lord, but they were really mindful of that. And I think, I think what we do often though is we try to go against the culture to say, well, the cultures talking about this. So let's just, You know, put this in the face of it. Like, no, what's the, what is the need? What's the felt need that these people that are completely running away from the Lord, or even are in the church and are wrestling? What, what can we do in the songs that we sing to show them where they're at and what they need to know and what they don't know? Right? I, I just think that there's, we need to keep caring about what we sing in a way that we also don't just care about the theology and the depth. But we care about, okay, yeah, but let me think about this from the perspective of where is this person in their faith when they're wrestling with, you know, I, I deal with this a lot with millennials, like deconstructing their faith. Okay, w- what's the truth that re- rebuts where they're at, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just went on a tangent. But yeah, what about and, you guys? Like, and, yeah, and I, I don't do you-
1: have a problem with being... Cultura, culturally relevant in our songs. It's just that sometimes I think we disagree on what's culturally relevant. I think the Word yeah. of God is culturally relevant. Amen. Um, so I, I think our song should reflect that. I think the big issue we're having in Western Christianity and worship is the reason why we even worship, first and foremost. Mm. It's very simple, right? It's it's We don't go there to be blessed. We go there to bless, right? The very mm. first question of the Westminster, what is the chief end of man? To love him and glorify him and enjoy him forever, right? Yep. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing that but everything we do must glorify God as first uh, Corinthians 10:31 says whether you eat or drink or whatever it is and that includes worship so that's one yep. two I also think that that experience that we're talking about when you hear you know 15,000 people singing in corporate worship, a hymn in, you understand that you're blessing the Lord, that you're, you're, you're giving him everything that you can give him in yeah. your worship, the production side of that in a elevation church or, a, you know, a mega church, and I'm not saying anything against mega churches particular, but this, you know, right. in, in a, in a maybe a progressive or, um, uh, emerging church, it's yeah. almost like a cheap, the production style. It's like a cheap representation of that. Yes, um, it that's feels really good, good for a word. little bit. It, it feels good for a little bit, but you can only eat uh, chocolate cake every day before you you start to get sick of it. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, you have to go get uh, a, a nice, uh, you know, T-bone that's medium rare and it has some mushrooms on top. Yeah, and that's you know, and, and, don't <laughs> hurt <very laughs> me. Specific. I just, I just no made no myself Gouda? hungry. <laughs> just made myself hungry. But but my point is is um, I always want to be in the right mindset of who I am in juxtaposition to God right? Amen. Proverbs says the beginning of wisdom is to fear the mm-hmm. Lord is to fear and mm-hmm. reverence him. Mm-hmm. Not only have a, a fear of what he is and, and who he is and what he can do, but also have a reverence for him. And unfortunately yeah. I feel we don't approach the throne of grace in worship that often in churches anymore with that fear and reverence. Instead we yeah. go, what am I going to get out of this? Right? Like um, I had a bad week. I just need to get in the presence of the Lord I to so, I can, so yeah. I can recharge. So right? Right. I can Right. And I can, and I can feel it. And it's like, no man, when when I come before the throne, I come humbly. Um, I I know I'm forgiven. I I know uh my my sin has been, you know. Christ's righteousness has been imputed to me. I get all mm. that, but at the same time, I can't forget where I came from and why I was saved by his grace and by nothing else. And that should be reflected in our worship. And I think the biggest thing with that is the words for me. Yeah. We did a whole episode on that, yeah, Jason. Yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, yeah. To where it
1: wasn't necessarily the the music. Right. Because I'll sit down and play Jerry Lee Lewis right, exactly. with the rest of them on my yeah, piano yeah, exactly. and enjoy it.
2: And I, yeah. I, mean, uh, you know I mean, there's times I'm sitting there. But I'm li- not worshiping. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's times I'm sitting there listening to Hank Sr. sing, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> stop cheating on me. And then all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, I saw the light. So, like, yeah. you know, we we go through these things. I mean, uh, yeah. David Bonson at the first Fight, Laugh, Feast um, had a talk on, uh, it was called Punk Rock Kuiperianism, right? Mm. So, not, not sure if you guys know who Abraham Kuiper is, but should really check him out. But one of his quotes is, there is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. Amen. Mm, So, you know, when you bring that into a podcast, into worship, into, you know, like, I mean, there are so many subjects that we can sing about. There are so many things, you know, that point to and, you know, for Christ, you know, and uh, and I really think, you know, whenever we come into corporate worship, I mean, that is what it's about. It is. You know, and like, we've talked about it so many times on here, the me gospel, you know, over and over. And it's it's like, it, it starts to just drive you crazy because I mean, you're, you're sitting there in a, in a church with, uh, with, you know, the red, blue uh, cannon lights or can lights and pointing down at the stage. It's more of like a concert. And it's like, people are sitting there, the, uh, the, the people that they're trying to be seeker sensitive to, they're sitting mm-hmm. there like, come on, show me something. Almost like when I used to do showcases in Nashville or LA or New York, like people yeah. people would show up, cross their arms, yeah. and just stare Impressed at Impress me, know? boy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like do something, you know? I and paid was, money. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's what it's turning, you know? It's like I brought it up with uh, Sam Storm, Dr. Sam Storms on our show, um, just the American yeah. Idol. Um, critical spirit that ends up coming in and it's like, man, it's like, what are we doing with, with our worship yeah. music, you know? But at the same time, yeah. we should call out some of these her- heretical, uh, right. verses that are being Sung as a corporate body. Well, for for me, it's a balance between. Our fault,
1: though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a a balance between. Don't be too critical, but also you have you have to understand that it can do real harm in worship and in preaching and in teaching and in sermons if we if we if we lead away from the the true theology of Christ exactly. true theology of of God, the father, like we, we have to know who rightly know who he is and rightly know who we are, or you just set yourself on a trajectory over years and years. And we've talked about it before on Mm -hmm. this podcast, you can talk to Christians that have been sitting in church once a week, twice a week for 20 years. And if you don't touch on their little five things of what they've learned outside of that, they go, what, what are you talking about? I don't know about this issue or that, you know? And it's like, so I don't know, man, like we don't want to be critical, but also you have to, you have to raise up a standard too and say look at we have to do what the bible commands us to do and we have to worship in spirit and in truth Truth. and i think sometimes we focus too much up on the spirit it says and in truth and it's like well what truth is that the truth of the word of god if you're worshiping outside of that truth then you are falsely worshiping Mm -hmm. you should not be doing that um I'm not really too concerned about the way it sounds. I'm pretty liberal on the sound of music. I know I've said it many times, but A.B. Wilson has a quote, and he says, does the devil own the seventh? Does he own the fifth? Does he own the chord? Because if so, we will go to hell, we will plunder it, and take it back because it it belongs to us to glorify God. And that's what I use Amen. my music for, to glorify God in all that I do. I don't care if I'm playing a minor yeah. chord, a major chord, a blues riff, uh, yeah. you know, like a one and a four, like you were saying yeah. earlier. It's like, it's all <laughs> glory to God.
2: And I was going to yeah. bring Amen. up too what what uh, you kind of got in a discussion with uh, Dr. Storms, mm-hmm. just about Bethel and about the two books and about mm-hmm. Bill Johnson, just bringing yep. up certain things that Bill has said. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a, a a tough moment for us, <laughs> and for you especially, because yeah. you oh, were Christ. ready. You were ready to kind of
1: well, have it got tense t- because he, he was def- he was defending him <laughs> in and- love, in yeah. love.
2: But yeah, he was defending mm. Bill Johnson, and it, you know it was it was an interesting moment. Yeah, that'll um, drop
1: the, that'll drop on our the, what is that? I don't know. On 20, Wednesday, this Wednesday, nice. sorry, two right? Sundays the twentieth. That that was an interesting one because here you have a very learned man, someone yeah. who has taught me a lot about eschatology, who's been on yeah, the podcast, super before. super respected, super, super oh respected, right?
2: Amazing. And, and
1: and saying, oh well, when he said Christ laid down his divinity and just lived as a man, that was just sloppy theology, and it's like, okay, well. You're a pastor. And he goes, well, he's not really a theologian. Well, okay. Ooh, he's got
0: 10,000 people that show yeah. up. Well, you, you got millions of people watching you. Know? You
1: need to know what you're saying. Yeah. You well, know, don't well. be so sloppy. So you love
0: Sproul, right? So yeah. I, I remember this story right after Sproul died at T4G. It's Piper, DeYoung, Dever. Hmm. um, Who else was up there? Uh, MacArthur. They're all doing this panel. Sinclair. And they say, "Let's, let, yeah, they're like, let's just talk about Sproul. What's your favorite Sproul memory? To kind of honoring him. And Piper, John Piper was like, I remember this one time I preached this amazing sermon at a conference. I, thought it was, I just, I was so good. And I left the stage like, yes. I mean, like, okay. And RC Sproul comes up to me and he goes, Did you mean to say, uh, if. <laughs> instead of like, if God or something like that, you know, uh, he said, uh, yeah, he's like, it's since it's not if <laughs> words matter, John, <laughs> was like, wait, hold on. What? But he was like, he was so right because yeah. I had this opportunity to speak clearly and to, and to speak, you know, rightly about who the Lord is. And in this matter, I forget what it was about. And, and R.C. Sproul was like, you, you didn't blow it, but you didn't do it all the way that you could have went, yeah. and I think that's so true. So yeah. you can't you can't make that excuse about anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. We're all image bearers. It doesn't matter if you have a pulpit or a platform, right? We are all we are all image bearers, and so we're all responsible to speak rightly about the Lord and who He is and His character and what He's done and His plan for us. And if we don't, that's on us. Yeah, it's yeah. not on it's not on anyone else to defend us. It's on us and the Lord to say, yeah, I got, I, I didn't, I need to learn. Right. Yeah. You you need to help me because I, I, I was wrong. Yeah. But that's part of, so the difference too. And I, I think this is something that you guys do too, because you said, you know, there's, you're talking about why you did the podcast. And um, I think one of the reasons you said too, was it, it was about like, uh, you're not going to win an argument on Facebook. And, and so I often will go back to kind of similar mentality in that I, I want to lean into discipleship relationships to, yeah. to win the people over to, mm-hmm. to the side, because so often I've interacted, same thing, kind of like not knocking on Dr. Storms, but same thing. People who are more towards that side, leaning more towards a, a faith that's more charismatic or something like that. It's, it's not that they are dead in their sins and you can't save them, but it's hard to convince someone they need they're not right and they need to learn something if there's no part in them that thinks i need to learn something yeah. right yeah. and Absolutely. so it's so difficult when i would find and so i even discipled a guy who is this edgy st- stupid edgy worship leader who just wanted to say the f bomb all the time uh cuz he got hurt by the church and i was like you got to stop doing that if you want to lead worship i never want to lead worship well, yeah. i i i got him hired to take over my place when i left this one church uh, and he's a fantastic worship leader but he's still growing in his faith so, so at first he was all like, he would do elevation style church, right? And now he started to develop more of a depth in his theology, mm-hmm. but that's over time. And it's really hard to get people to a lack of depth in their theology, to depth in their theology from one conversation. And I'm, I'm always really more keen to do a, a long-term discipleship uh, and a journey with them for that. And I think it, it's built into worship leading, right? Discipling volunteers on your worship team stuff like that I, I think worship leaders are doing a bad job not doing that yeah that's what i was thinking. was it's our fault like we've we have bought into the lie that we were told in the 90s church is like a gas station you know your tank's empty you need to just fill back up yeah like, that's not what church, right. church is about that's not what no, corporate worship is about opposite yeah there's two right, things i would say really we, yeah.
1: quick to that there you go. too is uh you know, my it's not famous, but what I've always said is we and I told this to a church planner once, and he looked at me sideways. I said, "We need less pastors and more disciples." Amen. And uh, and he just went, "What?" And I, no, that's how you reach people. And it's like, well, if we had more disciples, we'd be reaching people. It's not the building that we raise a million dollars for and then go in debt for and then you know plant it in some part of church or you know the city to where we say we need it. Just let's make more disciples, like you yep. were saying. And then two, it's like, when did we? Think that it's that we could be more liberal with our theology when it's a worship leader or someone who's you know choir director or whatever label you want to put on it. Yeah, but in in but we make sure we're not with the pastor. Like, make sure his theology is good. But then we're loosey goosey, kind of more liberal with the worship. And it's like, no, you're you're singing theology. That's all you're Mm -hmm. doing different. You're just like Mm -hmm. the, I would say, I would put them on equal footing, maybe not in, you know, an overseer in a pastoral sense, but delivering on a Sunday morning or, you know, on a a Sabbath of theology, you're just singing your theology. He's speaking it. So it's like, we need to rightly understand with worship leaders too, like what they're doing is extremely important for the body.
2: That's the same as uh, having a song on K-Love. I mean, a lot of those, those people that are on K-Love, if you're listening to any of that stuff, a lot of people are picking up that kind of theology yep. from yep. that radio station, you yep. know, and they have great, there are some great tunes, like, you know, you, you kind of got to dig a little bit, but yes. I mean, there I are some great their, uh, melodies. Uh, pledges. Yeah, 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 right, right. There are some great melodies. There are some great harmonies and and guitar parts even and whatever, yeah. you know, I mean, if you're just talking about just a regular pop tune or whatever, but the, the lyric is so no. soft Yes. And it just does not do Jesus justice. <laughs> okay,
1: un- unpopular opinion here. So this is yeah, just yeah, yeah. me. You, you two That's tell okay. me. That's you okay. tell me what you think here.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: if I'm not worshiping, mm-hmm. okay, um, and I'm just listening to music, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to listen to that music. I, I would rather go listen to Southbound by Doobie Brothers, uh, mm-hmm. or oh, go yeah, listen for to a sure. Zeppelin tune, or go and, and go and know how to parse out the words. Okay, I don't think there's a spirit attached to a Led Zeppelin song, but I'm like, if I want to hear a riff or a drum beat or a blues, mm. I'm sorry, but the quality of music for kind of that poppy K. Oh, yeah. Love, like Jesus oh, yeah. is my boyfriend, I just don't want anything to do with it. Just give me the actual, give me the hit of the good stuff, right? Yeah. And, and and when I say that, I'm saying I'm saying from a musical standpoint. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, Because I think, I I think worship is, is more about words and less about music. And I think uh, God can also be glorified in, um, you know, and like I said, in a blues riff as well too. So I don't know, man, I, It depends on who the, who the blues guy is and what he's saying. (laughs) But yeah, I just can't, I I I just can't get into the (laughs) middle of the road. It's
2: like, yeah, yeah. the, the, for sure. Yeah. I I guess what I'm
1: saying is like the words aren't doing anything for me and the music's not doing anything. So it's like, what's the point?
2: Yeah. I (laughs) hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I think, I think in, in our situation, I mean, with, uh, with Aubrey being 12, you know, we're, we're trying to just show her, you know, uh, some better music yeah. than what she's learning about at school, but yeah. you know, sure. of course, man. Like I'm a I'm a musician's mu- musician, man. Like I listen to everything from Mozart to. Uh, I mean, I won't even, I want, yeah, yeah, there's, there's other stuff that I listen to. Um, re- not really not over and over and over he, again, but you he know, really like, loves trap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> I trap love Tyson. You're I don't know with, if you've heard of Tyson the kids. or not. Yeah. He, he's really great. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, there's so much great music yeah. out there for sure. And, it, And it would be great to see some of that Christian music get, get up on that level. And of course too, you I know, like using, using that term of course too, is, is like hard too, because yeah. I mean, I, when we were backslidden, <laughs> we would just mm. tell people oh, that we were, saved, we were doing regular music. Yeah. We were, we were doing regular music. We were, just, if we had a song that we were talking about Jesus and, uh, redemption. And then the next song we were talking about, how you know, a girl broke our heart or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's coming from that same person. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, that might be an apostasy. Yeah, that was an apostasy, but still, you know, I knew that Jesus was. king. Yeah,
0: <laughs> mm, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, and I love. I think I don't think that's wrong to do. I, I was actually talking to my wife about this. So I just so in my story, right, I had a bad break from the church, and I didn't think I was ever going to play in a worship team again which is hard because I'm a singer songwriter. Like I've got my guitar case behind me. I write music. I write worship music with my friend in our band, the grace collective. Like we, we, we care about depth and we, we want to write more songs for the local church that people can sing that. Mm. And, and I was, I was joking with my wife. Like I, I don't think many worship musicians look at a song And go okay. How can I push myself to be a better musician in this? Yeah, right. In the sense, like we don't value not production. We just don't value excellence. Yeah, right. And 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 I'm like, dude, if there's a riff, so I make the joke because at one of my old churches, they did one of our songs called Overall, and it was cool because it felt like people. Hey, listener, thank you again for listening to this episode with Dead Men Walking podcast. If you want to listen to the second half of the episode, go to buymeacoffee.com/slash/theologyofmusic and sign up for one of the three memberships, and then you'll have access to the full version of this episode. But thanks again for listening. Thanks again for sharing and enjoying this podcast. And I hope that you have a wonderful Lord's Day as you worship together corporately. See you later.